Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today we got a Q&A. So uh, real quick, guys, if you are a returning listener, thank you for being here. As always, uh, please leave us a five-star rating review if you have not yet. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the Taylor Live Podcast. We're excited yes. to have you here. Uh, listen through. Take it all in. Take some notes. Hit us up if you have any questions. And, of course, if you like the show, share it with somebody. Leave us a rating review. We would appreciate it. Um, dude, it was, uh, I, I think that was literally like the 12th time I got that question about what app I use. I've had people email me, what app do you use to do your subtitles on your reels? Mm. And it's hilarious to me. I was like, trust me, if there was an automated app to do subtitles that well, yeah. we'd all know about it. Yeah. And it's like, Google it. Yeah. What do you think I did? I Googled it. I was like, oh, these all suck. Travis, <laughs> we got to figure something out. <laughs> uh, usually I just say, I don't even, sometimes I don't respond. I don't even notice this. A lot of times people ask me like, uh, what, what? What app do I use to edit my videos? I'll just say I have no fucking idea, man. Adobe I mean, something. I was gonna say we're te- eating technical. It's not an app. Yeah, that's why I say I'm it's like software. <laughs> I, I know that's why I say I'm like it's Adobe, bro. It's Adobe something, but it's a software. It's yeah. not like, and I'm the wrong person to ask. But yes, I use Premiere Pro. If that person's listening, yeah, there you go. But that's not gonna help you at all. Gotta learn how it, to do it. Yeah, if you ever watch the screen, it is confusing as fuck. I'm trying to figure out Photoshop, bro, because of all the shirt design stuff. Photoshop may be the most complex. Adobe. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, was say. there's endless you can do. Okay. Endless. Dude, it's just like, yeah. even just like all the layering. and Yeah, that's what I mean. You, the nice thing about apparel is that you can buy, um, I don't even know what it would be called. It's, I mean, it's a file, I guess. But like when, I do, like when I'm doing my mock-ups, mm-hmm. right, I can buy, I bought a bundle so I can buy like, this specific crew neck I want to design, I can have like a few images of the few files that are like the front of it, the side of it. I can do one that's on a hanger, you know, so it has like the wrinkles and everything and all the layers and everything's already placed. So all I have to do really is remove the, their artwork, which is their logo, and then drag mine into it and just make sure that it's in the right se- like sequence of layers. Yeah. And then like I can play with just colors put, and stuff. Put a- a layer above it. Yeah. And they just, they make it so like, okay, I can click the eyeball next to what color I want and that's what color the shirt's going to be. Yep. But I, uh, I did this, I was trying to create, um, like a basically like, like you can see it mm-hmm. cartoon version of myself. Yeah. I figured it out on one image. Yeah. I tried and I don't know how, cause I just started fucking clicking things and it like kind of worked. <laughs> and I tried to do it so on a different picture. something they set up that you... I bought, like, another cartoon thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, it's just, like, there's so many different options and layers and settings. It's just, like, fucking insane. And then if it's a different file type, you have to do this certain action, and then it's just, like, it's not the same. Dude, it's so confusing. Trust Uh, me, I know. Oh, my God. But you're good at Canva, though, like, but you can't do a lot of it. Yeah, you can't. So that's... You're way better at Canva than I am. So I did that on Canva. Yeah. After... Photoshop. Gotcha. So to make me a cartoon yeah. on Photoshop and then I brought it into Canva to do like the text part. Yeah. Um, so it's it kind of like a, instead of just like a quote picture, it's a reel. So it's a video. So like the, the text pops in, which is really just a, a, a trick to use the algorithm to get more people to see your content because mm. reels get more views yep. than a fucking image. Yep. Even though Instagram's supposed to be about pictures. Yeah. Which is hilarious because now... Well, maybe 10 years ago. Fucking YouTube has shorts, you know? Yeah. Have you ever watched a, a YouTube short on your phone? Ooh, I think I have. Dude, it looks identical. To real. 
to TikTok. Oh. And reels look identical to TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it's it's just honestly, it's just kind of annoying. Like, look. It looks yep. that literally looks like that's Instagram. a short. Yeah. Oh wow. That's YouTube. Yeah. It looks the exact same. Yeah. I don't think they can see it, but yeah, it was, it's Alex Ramosi one, but it's <sighs> just like, fuck, man, I hate the algorithm. Yeah. No, I just, I don't like the way, the thing I don't like about reels, I don't like TikTok period, but the re, thing I don't like about reels and I haven't really watched enough shorts to really know, but I like YouTube because I want to watch long videos. Like that's the whole point of YouTube. And then I like Instagram because educating yeah and i don't mind watching reels if they're good honestly the problem is is that reels have hurt business owners from a marketing perspective because anybody listening will know this when you watch a reel you watch it you like it and then you swipe and then now you're in the discover feed you're not even looking at people you follow anymore 100 which most people will be like well that's great then people will be able to discover you yes but when they watch your video they might like it, and then they're going to swipe to the next one yep they never click your profile to see who you are, see what you offer, see what you do, see more about you. You don't. It's, they make it difficult to read the caption. They make it difficult to click your profile. You can just like or share. Yep. So it's very rare to get. That's why people, like, I've actually looked at the analytics with this, and I've talked to people who have as well. You can get way more engagement on a, on a reel, but you can get more followers on a good post. Yeah. Even if your likes and views are 10x on the reel. And it's because it's way easier when you see somebody's post to get to their profile, you know what I mean? So it's a weird, you got to play the game. Yeah. But I think it's just way more rare. You can't say I've, I've done that. I've hundred percent watched reels and love their, like, I'm not even talking about what the content is, but just like was like, Holy hell, I might want to watch a lot of these. Yeah. So I go to their profile, but not even a fraction of if I saw a post, it's got to be something very intriguing, very intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll, if it sucks you in like that, then, You're going to be in. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Let's get on to the questions, guys. We've got lots today from Instagram. So we're going to start it off with the first one from Brooke. Brookie Yesi says, if I do a very aggressive cut, how long should I be doing it? Uh, If I had to give generic numbers, I would say no longer than 12 weeks. The only thing, I, the caveat here will be if you're taking diet breaks, we can extend that to say like 16 weeks, you know, it depends because it depends. Like, obviously here's the thing is like, I would say no longer than 12 weeks of dieting. So even if you did a 24 week aggressive cut, but you took every other week as a diet break at maintenance, that's still only 12 weeks of dieting technically. So uh, 12 weeks, eight weeks is, you know, like uh, usually like four to eight weeks is considered like a mini cut. And then eight to 12 weeks is like a normal aggressive, like a rapid fat loss approach. Um, I'm going to do a podcast short about, uh, I'm calling them podcast shorts. I, I think probably cause YouTube got stuck in my yeah. head, <laughs> but the, uh, the short versions of our podcast that we just started doing, I'm going to do one on a rapid fat loss approach. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we did kind of something on like slow versus fast on YouTube, but I want to kind of just dive into like how to do a rapid phallus approach and are they effective? But ultimately I think eight to 12 weeks is probably the sweet spot. Uh, going beyond 12 weeks, being in an aggressive deficit, it just, that's just when a lot of that um, negative biofeedback starts to accumulate yep. and just fuck you up for lack of a better term. So I probably wouldn't go beyond 12 weeks. Um, and yeah, if you want to take 
diet breaks, you can extend it a little bit further, but 12 weeks of actual deficit is probably all that you would need. Um, and that's honestly like the longer I do this, the more I actually think that that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people like slow conservative, but truly I think that there's a place for slow and conservative for, in my opinion, the person who has trouble adhering to a diet. Obviously, if you go too aggressive or too fast, you already have issues adhering. Why would you put yourself in a vulnerable position where it's even harder to adhere? It doesn't make sense. Um, then you have a, a bodybuilder. So a bodybuilder who is, uh, let's say, going from off-season to show, which is like their off-season is a jacked, healthy person. Yeah. You know, you, they're not fat. So they're already in a position where they don't have to diet, but they're going to, and they're going to take it so fucking far the process of maintaining as much, much muscle tissue as possible, it just requires a little bit more finesse. So you got to go slower. That's why there's bodybuilders who do 24 to 36 week preps, which is just insane. But like most of them have like a competitive year and then they don't compete for a few years. And yeah. there's a reason for that. So I think that makes sense for them. But for most people, gen pop, even for people like myself who like for the photo shoot, I got pretty damn lean. But I wasn't bodybuilding, which is crazy to think like about. stage ready. Yeah. Like, I look at that. I'm like, damn, I was shredded. I would still have probably had to lose at least five, if not 10 pounds, to be, like, competitive on stage. Like, yeah. potentially win a show. Yeah. Which is just nuts. I can't even think of where that That's gross, five to but... 10 pounds would come from. <laughs> yeah. That's how lean you have to get, though. Um, so, even for me, I took a pretty aggressive approach for it. But it was only, like, eight or eight to nine weeks, you know? So, I think that... For most people, it makes sense because it's shorter. You can just really just get after it. You're not going to lose muscle tissue uh, if you're, your protein's high enough in your strength training. Um, and I, I personally think that I think it's good for people mentally too to be a, go through an aggressive cut. It challenges your discipline, challenges your willpower. I think you grow as an individual from it, and you just get the job done. It's like yeah. battle. Get in, get the job done, get the fuck out, totally, and go go to maintenance. You know, so. Um, I think it's I think it's more valuable than I used to think it was because um, I'd rather take somebody in, take them through a primer phase, take them eight to twelve weeks to just get after it, cut indefinitely, and then spend more time reversing into maintenance properly. Yeah. Right? Instead of having a somebody on coaching with you for let's say six months, which is like a good average amount to hire a coach for and really see a big change, you hire a coach for six months, and instead of taking a six month cut, and then you get to the end, and you're like, man, like now I got to think about reversing and stuff. Get in, spend two to four weeks priming your system, spend eight to 12 weeks getting as lean as fucking possible, really getting after it, and then spend the remainder, what is that, two to three months reversing and finding maintenance and just chasing health and sustainability. Definitely. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, I wanted you to elaborate, oh, geez, uh, on the podcast shorts. Um, if mm-hmm. anybody is wondering what Cody was mentioning earlier, uh, we are deciding to just periodically put, put a uh, extra podcast uh, episode out uh, either Tuesdays, Thursdays, it's just going to be like 10, 15 minutes, maybe about a certain topic that he has decided he wants to go a little bit dive deeper into. Yeah. So, um, the goal is 10 minutes. Yeah. He says 10 to 15. Cause sometimes I can't <laughs> do it. Um, I think the diet break one was like 11 yeah. or something. I was so close, but, uh, which will air soon. Um, but yeah, we're hopefully we'll, these will come out twice a week. If not once a week, sometimes maybe not at all. Like these are going to be, they're not staple episodes. It's just like whenever we can deliver a little bit extra, we're going to throw it out there. Um, it actually started because we had these YouTube videos that 
I know there's a lot of people who listen to podcasts who don't watch YouTube because they don't want to watch something. They want to listen while they walk, listen while they cook, listen while they drive or something like that. But it's like the, the protein episode that just went out as we're recording this, it's such a valuable piece of content. It's like, we got to get this out to the masses. So we put it out as a podcast. And then I was like, man, we should just record these because these are easy. So um, some of them, a, a couple of them that will air like as you're listening to this last week and this week, maybe they will be, have been YouTube videos, but other than those few, they're all just going to be straight podcasts that we record. Um, so you'll see a little bit of difference in the audio quality, obviously. Um, but the information is great. It's 10 minutes or less, hopefully. And it's just straight to the point. I love it. I think the protein was like seven minutes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just diving into one topic. So if you guys have, uh, topics you want us to cover on that too, feel free to drop them in the question box. Um, and we'll either answer on Q and a obviously, or we'll, We'll take it for a podcast short. Totally. All right. We will move on to the next question is from Cram Zay. It says, is the app enough to reach goals? When does a person need customized programming and when is it necessary? Well, yes, of course it is. First and foremost, tailoredtrainerapp.com. Um, but on a serious note, I think that there's levels to uh, required individualization. I should say. And I think that for 95% of people, I think that the app is, is plenty. I think some people desire customization um, for the wrong reasons. I think there are some people who need customization because they are extremely advanced and or have very specific situations. So if somebody comes in and they're like, I can train two days a week on some weeks, four days a week on other weeks because of my work schedule. I travel every other week, so I'm in different gyms around the country. Um, I have just recovered from blank injury. Those are very specific needs where it's like, yeah, we got to cater the program completely to you. It's switching by the week. Um, If somebody is brand new to lifting, I think you need customization. Um, More than customization, because you really just need a simple, simple program. You need a, a closer eye to pay attention to you. So you need somebody checking your form, whether it's in person with a trainer or it's virtual. So you're sending your coach videos, um, which we do for beginner clients at times. Cause it's just like, we need to see if you're squatting properly, yeah. you know? Um, but other than that, there's like this middle ground before you get to extremely advanced where you need specialization programs, which we kind of touch on a little bit in, in this podcast. And I have a couple clients who have reached that level where I'm starting to specialize their programs a bit more because they have weak body parts, they have goals in certain body parts, or we just know we need to preferentially push more volume to a certain area. Um, and so we do that because they're at that advanced stage of their lifting career. But for most people, like the app is, is plenty. And to be honest with you, the... Uh, the new app, which cross my fingers, hope all is well. I have a meeting at 12 today. So I'm going to, as far as the last meeting went, Black Friday is the day that we're going to push it and launch oh. it. So I'm, I'm pretty set on that. And obviously I just said it live. So <laughs> it better fucking happen. <laughs> um, and I, I believe it'll be ready for our current Taylor Trainer uh, members to test out beforehand. Yep. My plan is to drop it for those people, transition them to the new app, let them test it out, and then we'll go live Black Friday. But um. I'm putting together programs for that to where it even takes care of those people. Like, uh, it's, I mean, there's a lot of work on the programming side right now to prepare for it. But the, like, for example, when you go into the app and you're clicking through the, um, like the workout plans in the new app, there's like toggles at the top. So, you know, like, uh, the only way I can think of it is apparel sites. Cause that's what I use this on. But like, you're like, uh, men, 
medium color black size medium and it'll like filter everything out yeah so you can do that in there and it's basically like gender experience days per week goal like those kind of things and they'll filter it out but we're gonna have like the balance programs so three day four day five day six day um really it's gonna be like three and four day strength it's gonna be four five six day hypertrophy like those kind of things because for example if your goal is primarily strength and you don't care about bodybuilding or, or aesthetics or fat loss or muscle growth, you don't need to be training six days a week. You just mm-hmm. don't. It's overkill because your intensity is so high with the heavy lifting. But point is, is like, we'll have the bounce programs. And then my plan is to have lat specialization, chest specialization, glute specialization, arm specialization. So that way you can say like, I really just want to focus on this for the next two to three months. And it'll give you the program that is already rearranged to fit that need. Totally. Um, so once that comes out, I think 95% or more people will be fine with this app, you we'll know? Covered, yeah. Yeah. I think right now, you know, at least 80% of people will be totally fine with the app and I think it's plenty. I think the individualization part, and this is what I was going to get to at the beginning, individualization comes more in terms of the nutrition and the coaching of the programming. And so what I mean by that is number one, there's a reason why nutrition, group nutrition and nutrition algorithms and nutrition formulas and shit like that, they just don't work for the vast majority of people because it is not individualized whatsoever and there's no accountability, there's no adjustments, there's no tailored adjustments to somebody's lifestyle, accountability needs, um, performance, goals, stress, sleep, hormones, metabolic history. Like you can't create an Excel formula or an app algorithm that caters to those things. Those are very, very individual. You need a person to do that. So nutrition will Real never time. be, yeah, this is, and this is why we've never done group nutrition coaching. This is why we've never had a nutrition app. We only have a training app, but I can create a four day upper lower split for hypertrophy that any fucking guy that doesn't have injuries will run well with. And I can make it the same one with a slightly different variance of exercises that any girl who doesn't have injuries that wants to train four days a week will do fine with, as long as they know how to do the exercises, totally. which in the app, it shows you how to do them. So you don't have to worry about that either. There's like a step-by-step instruction and a video um, in the current app. And obviously we'll have that in the, the next version of the app as well. But nutrition is where we individualize everything. And then the, the coaching side of the programming. So, if you're following a program in the app, but you also have our nutrition coaching, now the coach can help guide you on the progression, on how much weight to lift, how to push forward, how to pull back, when to deload, when to rest more, when not to rest more, things like that, right? When it's time to increase volume, when it's time to add a set here or there, or when it's time to add another day, um, change programs in the app, things like that. So when you have the guidance, that's the real individualiz- individualization part of it that matters most because there's just so many people who don't push hard enough in the gym. And they don't know when to push harder and when not to push harder. Yeah. So for a lot of those people, they just need somebody to nudge them and be like, yep, you can go heavier. I, I can see your form because you're sending me a video because now you have an individualized coach. You can do that. And I can push you to go heavier. I can guide you on how to assess that, how to use the RIR scale, things like that. For sure. But for the person who has done enough self-experimentation, studying, or has already had prior coaching, the app is perfect because it just lays out the programming for you. Um, and I, and I honestly think there's like this, there's like a bell curve. So it's like at the beginning, you jump in the app and you're going to be totally covered because you may not know how to optimize the RIR scale, how to push yourself to the, the maximum amount of effort to progress properly, how to um, adjust volume when needed, when to take deload, how to assess yourself, right? You don't know that. But because you don't know that, you're probably 
slightly more on the beginner side and you haven't done really intelligent programming. So the program is going to fucking work great no matter what. You could half-ass the program. It's going to work great. Yeah. So as you don't fully engage in it, you're still going to get results. And then you learn how to engage with it by yourself. It's natural. But there gets a certain point where you start to plateau. And that's when you're at the top of the bell curve. And then you need a coach to help you push through and understand how to progress, periodize, adjust volume, find the right program. And then through the coaching experience and getting results, then you can come back to your own self-sufficiency on the other side of the bell curve. And that's where you've learned how to maximize the programming by yourself and you're good to go. So, um, and I think that's the point of coaching. Like, and this is also the point of why we put out so much fucking free content. We think people should be able to start and get a lot of good results with the free information we can provide them with. And then at a certain point, they plateau. They've already built the foundation on their own using our free information. And then we help them around the bell curve so that eventually they can sustain this on their own again. Amen. You know what I mean? So um, depending on where you're at in the bell curve, the app is plenty. I agree. And that's what I would say. Totally. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. We got one coming from Shelly Delahome. It says uh, optimal... Optimal exercise timing if you have the flexibility. AM cardio, then PM weights, and why? Um, I would say that's optimal, AM cardio, PM weights. Um, because, so a few things. Number one, there has been some research to show that early afternoon training is just the most optimal. Um, they can't really t- say why. Um, there's two research studies that I would reflect on with this. Um, there's multiple research studies that show that early afternoon, so like anywhere between like 3 to 5 p.m. I think that's believe because when we wake up early in the morning, um, our, our joints are slightly compressed and stiff. We've been sleeping. Um, we are less hydrated. We're more likely to be dehydrated. We, are, we don't have fuel in our body yet. So by the time we hit 3, 4, 5 p.m., we go to lift. We've been moving throughout the day, so our joints aren't as compressed and stiff. We have more, our body's more hydrated. We've at least consumed one, if not two or three meals throughout the day. We're more alert. Like it all makes sense. You know what I mean? And that's the end of that sympathetic curve. After we lift, it becomes the afternoon. We can have some like a good meal after workout, shift ourselves into parasympathetic mode. The sun's starting to go down. It just kind of makes sense with the whole circadian rhythm. That would be my guess as to why the research shows that. Now, there's also research to show the best time is the most consistent time. So if we see that we put all of us in the afternoon and the afternoon is better, and then we shift all of us to the morning, and we get used to the morning, and then we try to pull half that group back to the afternoon, the afternoon would suck compared to the morning. And it's because it's a temporary shift, eventually the afternoon would be good again. So there's research to support the idea of like, well, it's not really the timing. It's how, how you consistent you are with the time of day that you lift. However, I would say the more experience you get, I do think the afternoon applies more simply because um, the every little fine-tuning detail, all the things that are like the 1% details that make just like barely any, that are splitting hairs for most people, they matter more the more advanced you get. So if you've been at it for a long time, I think it makes sense to go in the afternoon because for a brand new lifter, having three meals in their stomach versus one makes no fucking difference. You know what I mean? Training at 10 a.m. versus 3 p.m. makes no difference. Like, But for an advanced lifter, those little tiny things do matter. You totally. know? Um, now, as far as cardio, I would say it's pretty simple. Like Cardio could be done at any time of the day. You're just going to burn calories. So if we're just doing it for aesthetic purposes – it doesn't matter. If you're doing it for performance purposes, it probably is the exact same thing as 
um, strength training. The only reason I would say potentially not is because cardio is a little bit more aerobic, so you will be relying more on the oxidative energy system. And sometimes, like I know for me, if I'm if I have more food before cardio, I actually feel worse. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, just sloshing around and stuff yep. like that. So I could see like I feel good doing fasted cardio yep. compared to training. Um, but if it's if it's something like sprints or anything like that, I'd probably feel better in the afternoon. It's more explosive, high demand um, cardio. But um, if we're splitting the two up, it's basically just like what number one, what is the most important? Number two, what takes the most focus and energy? Um, and I guess number three, what has the highest injury risk? And the answer is strength training for all those. And so you want to put that in the best period of time of the day. And then you just throw cardio wherever it makes sense. Where you feel the most. Exactly. So if you put training in the, in the evening, in the afternoon, then you just got to put cardio somewhere else, which is gonna, either going to be the morning or even the night. There's times where like I would do cardio, lean my photo shoot, like at like 8.30 p.m. Because I didn't want to do it early in the morning because that's uh, when I'm really productive for work. Yeah. And at night, I'm not productive for work, but I can easily go for a fucking walk so, yeah. or ride the bike. So I would lift at 3.00 eat dinner, hang with the fam, and then Blake would go down for bed and I'd go do my cardio at night. It just made sense for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely when it's convenient for your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's like the number one thing. Okay, so the next part of the podcast, we are going to answer a bunch of questions from our own Coach Ariel D'Ampert. Um, the first one, she says, what is the quote-unquote recipe for a fulfilling life? I love that, the recipe. Shout out to Ariel for the best questions. Um she used to do this like before she was even a, a coach. And then like when she was early coach, she would just like hammer the Q and a box. Um, and we haven't done this in a while and she hasn't done this in a while. So I appreciate it. And, uh, she always asks deep questions. So, uh, all right. What is the recipe to a fulfilling life? Damn. I think first and foremost, I think the true answer to this is it's completely individually dependent. You know what I mean? I think that like, for example, success, like how do you define success? Well, everybody's different, yep. you know, I think it's, I think for most people, they can say success is not any one material thing because you can make a lot of money and feel completely empty inside. But success is a type of achievement and the type of achievement that creates fulfillment is different for everybody, but that is success. Success is finding the thing that allows you to achieve fulfillment, I would say. Um, now, what is the recipe for that? I would say Purpose, passion, there's going to be a lot of P's in here. Perspective? Um, no, I think the whole thing is perspective for sure, but this is my perspective on there it. There we go. Um, but purpose and passion together, patience, because I think if you're not, I would even either say patience, not even patience, the process. I think you have to be patient, but you have to be focused on the process, um, and that's it. Because first and foremost, if you can find a passion that you can attach your purpose to. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Because my passion is fitness and nutrition, right? Um, and it, it kind of goes beyond that. The more I've learned, it's like, it's just creation, mm -hmm. right? And I think fitness and nutrition was my vehicle to help create. So it was my vehicle to create content. It was my vehicle to create transformations in people. Um, my purpose is to help people, period, and help people blank, help people lose weight, help people feel better, help people feel more confident, help people live longer, help people make more money, help people find a relationship, help people do anything. 
I just, that's, that's what I get fulfillment out of is helping people improve themselves in their lives, personal development, right? Fitness and nutrition is like my vehicle for that mainly, but obviously we're, we're, you know, starting the apparel company and it's like kind of going out of the scope of just fitness and nutrition, but it's still like about that. And, and I actually haven't even shared this with you, but like one of the slogans we came up with and it was basically a tie for the actual title of the company. We're obviously sticking with tailored life apparel because that really describes our life, tailored life. But, um, I had this idea about fits because it's like when somebody looks good, they're fitted, right? You just have your fit, like your fit is your outfit. But part of what we're doing, you know, knowing that, you know, Andrea is my business partner, has two orphanages. He's huge in charity. Our long-term goal is to, uh, we haven't like set in stone what we want to like declare is like, this is what we're going to achieve, but to essentially multiply that, right? Like we want to be able to build our own, whether it's an orphanage or a center for blank, like what we want to create something. And it starts with basically kind of like the one for one idea where like you buy an outfit cause we're going to set it up to where you can actually like, you can buy them separately, but you can, we're probably going to slap on a discount and it's like, you get the fit. So yeah. you get head to toe, like this matches this, this material with this kind of short material, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then that fit supports somebody else who's in need. Yeah. Now they're fitted, yep. right? But fits stands for feel inspired to succeed because every single morning for, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you how many days I would be walking out of the house and Shannon would be like, Oh, you look nice. Like, where are you going today? To the office. Oh, do you have like a meeting or something? No. What are you going to see? Maybe trap. <laughs> She's like, well, why'd you dress up? I'm like, because I want to feel good. Like, yeah. this is just like, I don't care if I don't see anybody. This makes me, f- like, motivated, Absolutely. right? Feel inspired to yeah. succeed. Yeah. Fits. That's your fits, right? And so we want to help. And Andre's whole thing has been children that are homeless, and he gives them a place to stay. But one of the reasons he wanted to get in apparel was because he has connections through Zoomies and all that, you know, where he would take all this extra material and extra clearance items that didn't sell and stuff. And he would be able to hook up all these kids with like one-offs. So they would get like the DGK skateboard shirt that had like a little bit of a misprint or like it was a design that they weren't going to actually launch. And so they'd be like in these one-off totally outfits and shit. Right. So now we can help them feel inspired to succeed too. They look fresh every day. So, um, we were like, yeah, let's, we'll stick with hair life, but that'll be like the slogan is fits. I love that. Sick. Right. Um, but even that goes into my purpose is like, I just want to help people feel inspired to succeed with there their body, go. with their health, with their relationships, with everything. Right. That's my purpose. And it's crazy because Cody is, is a Gaelic and that actually means helper mm. in Gaelic and Irish, which is really fucking weird. Totally weird coincidence. Yeah. But, um, now that like, because I attached that purpose to my passion of fitness and nutrition, I was able to create tailored coaching method. You know, and now it's leading me down a path of apparel, which is honestly was my passion before fitness. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Seattle Art Institute, become a designer and, and run a clothing company. But my parents were like, basically, you got to go to community college first and get the credentials out before we invest in something like that. Totally. Try to get, you know, some of a, what of a uh, ride in there. And then the Art Institute shut down, I think, or, or actually, honestly, whoa, they did shut down eventually. They shut down after I got into fitness and was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just going to go the fitness route. But the art institute in Seattle did shut down. It's not even there anymore. Wow. Crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, it might be just online now or something, but. That's crazy. Yeah, the Seattle Art Institute. Remember, a lot of people went there for like video and yeah. stuff. That's why my brother wanted to go. Um, but so 
anyway, that was like, that's why I have that Medusa tattoo on my back. It's a Crooks and Castles logo. It's a yeah. streetwear brand. But yeah. like the, uh, that's, uh, I think the, the key to fulfillment to me is it's just combining your purpose and your passion together. I really think. And then the, the whole patience or process thing to me, it's like, if you can understand that it's the process, not the outcome, I think you will be fulfilled. So because I have my purpose, it drives my passion. It gives me belief that I can do something with my passion. And because I, I, I'm, I value the process more than the outcome, then I'm able to just keep going. Yep. Because if I was just focused on the outcome, it would be focused on how much money I could make, how much weight I could lose, how big the company could be or anything like that. But because it's the process that really fuels my like love for all this and, and my fulfillment, there's just no stopping. Yeah. So um, purpose think, and passion in the process. Yeah, I totally agree. I think some people's quote unquote recipe can be different, but mm-hmm. I think there's uh, s- those are the staples. Yeah. Of what a recipe could be. Yeah. Well, in in to me, it's like so. It, I'm trying to make this like a cooking analogy. Um, it's not going to work, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was going to say that is the recipe, but the ingredients could be different for totally. each person. And it kind of makes sense, but at the end of the day, the recipe is the ingredient. So if you change the ingredients, it's no longer the same recipe. But yeah. my point is, is like, this is my passion. Yep. Somebody else's passion yep. is different. This yep. is my purpose. Somebody else's purpose is different, you know? Cool. Um, and I, and I also think I want to clarify this too, for people listening, like, cause people get purpose and wh- their why confused. Your why is not your purpose. So like my why would be my family right? Like they're why I do what I do. They are not my purpose. I was not created by God to be a dad. Like I'm here as a dad and they're my why, they're my fuel, they're my everything, they're why I do it. But my purpose is like the actual art of who I am and what I do as a, as a man. And what I do as a man is help create, you know what I mean? And part of that is helping my wife, helping my daughter. Like, but I think a lot of people say, well, my purpose is my kid. It's like, I think that's your why. Your purpose is, is your art, your craft, your, your, your thing. And obviously, this is my opinion. But um, unless you are somebody who becomes like there's, there's leaders in the fatherhood community and they create companies and, and, and programs, things like that, on how to be blank dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then maybe that is your purpose. Maybe, yeah. But um, yeah, that's what I would say. I love it. All right. Um, Another question, we're going to do the rest of the questions from Ariel. The next one is, what? well, first of all, let's just a little backer story. This week, as we are recording this, we are having all the coaches and all the staff from Taylor Coach Method here in Seattle at the warehouse and the headquarters. Um, so, yeah, they're on planes as we speak, I think. Yeah, so this episode won't go out until next week, but mm-hmm. you will kind of understand if you follow us on social media or anything else. So she says, what are you most excited about with – the team coming into Seattle? Man, that one's hard too. I think, uh, I mean, I know you'll agree with this. Honestly, just the energy. Yeah. I feel like when they, when everybody gets together, it's almost like somebody like plugs me in and like just charges me up and I'm just on fire for a certain amount of time, you know? And that's why we, that's honestly why we were like, okay, we're going to do two a year now. Yep was because, like, we noticed that, like, man, after six months, it's like, man, I need to be plugged back in. My goal, I would love to do it every quarter, honestly, because I think this is how it is when you go to some People have been to seminars know that, too. You go to a seminar, and you're just, like, fucking on fire when you get back. And then after, like, you know, a month or two, you're, like, kind of back to normal. But um, the good thing is that we all stay in touch constantly, so it helps. But 
man, I just get charged the fuck up. Even after meetings, I'm just like on fire. But I think the energy. Yeah. I'm like one of the things I'm most excited for is just the energy being all in one room. Um, I'm not excited that it is literally going to be the hottest two days of the entire year. Yep. Probably the two hottest days we'll have this entire year. Yeah. Just happen to happen. We yeah. had the worst summer ever and then it just happens to be 97 when they're here, the two days. But I mean, by the forecast today is, but yeah. yes. Um, which is really hot for here. So people supposed to be in Arizona today, and Texas and shit like that, like you're laughing, but that's really hot for us. Yeah. 98 is hot, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's not 115. Um, no. <laughs> um, people are going to die at Watershed next weekend. This weekend. <laughs> Maybe literally. Dude, I, I, I mean, I don't want to like joke around about it, but yeah. I'm serious. It's going to yeah. be like 113 it was supposed to be. Yeah. Hopefully I have. That is dangerous, dude. Like all that alcohol, <laughs> country music, and. No water. Well, yeah. not no. But I've never been to Watershed, water, yeah. but I've never been to the Gorge, but I've heard Whoa. many stories. I know. I, I, I really wanted to go to Warp Tour yeah. growing up because it was always there. there but multiple times for Warp Tour. Sick. Yeah. But um, anyway. Um, NFX or whatever. And, uh, no FX? Yeah. Yeah, no FX play there. Anti-Flag, fucking Census Fail, Silverstein, under it. Like, okay, so what are you excited yeah. about for TCM team? Um, all right. Uh, the energy is the number one thing. I think the energy is just very, very contagious it's just i mean I, I don't know how to explain it. it's just crazy there's a weird energy and bond with our team yeah talk about like team building why why we do these things yeah so i mean the biggest thing is that it's very very important to connect i mean you can't really like create a team and have a truly aligned vision and all be on the same boat going the same speed in the same direction unless you do things like this correct unless you're talking all the time so like we have a group text that is very active then the girls have a group text the guys have a group text the uh the coaches without me have a group text all together there's a team meeting there's a group call meeting with the guys group call meeting with the girls there's one-on-one calls with me and the coaches there is um a coaches only call like i mean any excuse we have to connect, we do. And I think that's the big take-home message. You have to connect constantly. So we do this twice a year. Um, we do the one here at our headquarters in the summer. And then uh, January, February, like first thing in the year, we do one somewhere hot. This year, I think we're going to Austin, Texas um, is the plan as of now. And uh, I mean, I'm set on it. We're, we're doing it there. But um, I think it's just important to connect, man. And the energy between everybody, it just brings everybody together and creates uh, this tribe that is just... It's crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy it's powerful. Power. It is. And like every, every time everybody gets together, they're like, they don't want to go home, you know? So everybody's fired up about it. So I'm excited just for that. I'm excited for the team to get together. Um, typically what I, I always do is I always create, usually it's one day, but this time we're doing two days. Um, cause everybody was like, can you, can we please just stay an extra day? And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we booked an extra night at the Airbnbs and it's like, let's, you know, I think next time we're going to just book a hallway of hotel rooms. <laughs> There you go. It, it would be easier because trying to find two Airbnbs close to each other is so hard for the yeah. guys and the girls. But um, usually it's like, okay, they land. Everybody do dinner without me. Hang out. Bond as a team without your boss looking over your shoulder, even though I like to think I'm not like the typical boss. And then Wednesday, Thursday, everybody's together. Going out to dinner Wednesday night. Dinner at my house. Bring everybody over to a big barbecue Thursday. Um, and then Friday this time, usually Friday – go home this time Friday, everybody gets together again. I'm heading out of town for my birthday, um, which was the plan. And they were like, can we just stay? I'm like, yeah, cool. Here's the key. Absolutely. Out. So, um, but it's just important for them to bond together as a team without me. And then obviously with me as well. So I'm just, I'm excited for that, man. I'm excited for the energy. I'm excited for everybody 
to to meet Bubba. I'm excited for everybody to see Blakely because they haven't seen him, mm. her, in two years. A year. Well, last time we did meet up Probably was a year, years. I guess. Yeah. So you're just over a year ago. I'm trying to think of when the last. I think the last one was in June. Correct. So just over a year ago. Um, but a year as a three year old is like four. Yeah. <laughs> it looks crazy how much they grow. Um. So yeah, I don't know, man. What are you most excited about? Do the same exact thing. Like, I feel like what you said, everybody on the same page going the same speed. Like, I know, like, the team meetings can be, you know, can put us all on that same pace. But just the communication in person, mm-hmm. just like, dude, Arizona was a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Like, it was just, I felt very, not connected in a way of, like, personal, but, like, on a business level with everybody. We yeah. had all the same vision and all the same everything that, man. that i think a big shift happened over the last year in arizona was like the catapult yeah and that's when everybody really felt it yeah you know and so i think it's just building on that for totally. sure so, yep. um there's not that many teams that are as fucking cool as ours i'll just say that <laughs> i would absolutely honestly. agree but cool we got one more here um another one from ariel it says how do you keep momentum going in both health and fitness and your business Kind of goes back. To Honestly, that. I think that the whole first answer is the the key to that is is knowing if you understand the whole like purpose, passion, process equation that I kind of went over. I think when you know that and it's ingrained, and you just make sure you're kind of reminding yourself of that consistently. There's no questions. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. You know, you just you just feel it. Like I think that's. Uh, that's how I continually and, – and, you know, sometimes – and here's what I would say is, like, when that gets misaligned at all, when that gets forgotten at all, when you get distracted at all from those things, that is when it's hard to keep that momentum. Honestly, that is the only time I can think of when I've ever struggled to keep momentum going with all of the above is when I lose sight of what the passion – the the purpose and the process is. So that's what keeps it going. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So I think it's just reminding yourself of that constantly. Um, and, and I would say that definitely translates more to like business. But I think if you can just figure out what the, because even with fitness, you know, it's like at a certain point, I think there there's some people who would struggle. Even like I think about sometimes I'm like, I mean, when when are you fit enough? Holy shit, dude. Like you're, you're you maxed out. Like you're healthy. Like chill out, you know? But I think like part of it is being able to sustain an extreme level of health. Extreme not as in like it's it's crazy, but like ex- consistency with it. Yeah. Um, but I attach that to how I'm like if I think of like my purpose of helping people, it's like how does me staying like super lean and healthy and like on point with like my discipline, my water intake, all the little tiny things, how, like, how does that apply to my purpose? Well, my daughter sees it. You know, like, so if she sees me living it, then she knows what it's like to be a healthy, strong individual. Yep. She doesn't know what macros are. She doesn't know that I weigh my food. She doesn't need to know any of that shit. But she knows I eat broccoli because broccoli makes you strong. And I flex when I eat it. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. And so she flexes and eats fucking broccoli, which is hilarious because she'll fucking eat raw broccoli. It's gross. I can't do raw broccoli. Really? Yeah, dude. I mean, if I dip Way it. Way better than cooked. Oh, no. If I dip it in a lot of hummus, I'm good a lot of hummus <laughs> but otherwise i gotta roast it some olive oil garlic stuff like that but she'll just sit there and just chomp on broccoli but she like goes like this she flexes yeah. you know so but like i'm showing up as a strong healthy individual yep. you know um for her for my wife for the people in our business for the members of our team 
for anybody. I mean, that's just like, that's anybody I run into, if I can inspire them to be healthier or want to be more fit, like then that's why I'm just always on point, you know, totally. but I attach that purpose into that area. Um, and even in my, like, I think about like my relationship, my marriage, it's like, well, if I'm constantly pre- preaching this message of, of being a better individual, helping others, showing up, leading, and then I go home and I'm not being a leader in my household and I'm not showing up as a positive individual, as somebody who is trying to get better, who the fuck am I? I'm yeah. fake. So it translates into that because I have to show up for her because that's like she'll be able to know if I'm being real or not. You know, she's the one that sees me in my most transparent, raw, authentic self. She lives with me. So it's yeah. like, um, I think it just, uh, that purpose just ends up transitioning to every area of your life. Totally. You know, so um, that's the easiest way I can explain it. But uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, guys, remember that we have a lot of free content. So I always like to wrap up with this. We have free guides. We have tons of free articles, free videos on YouTube, uh, loads of podcasts, obviously, as you are listening to this. Um, and then we have, obviously, the Tether Trainer app, which gives you daily workouts every single day. And then we have one-on-one coaching, which is our passion and our purpose. It's what we do for a living. It's help individuals through our one-on-one coaching, all of which can be found at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Go check it out and find what you need. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you next time.